Hi there, and welcome to Faith for Finances. My name is Sam Piercy. I am your host, and I am the founder of Money Minding. And this week, we are starting a series on making war on debt. But specifically, we are going to make war on debt by reframing how we see it and how we use the credit tools that we have available to us today. Stay tuned. This is the first of four, and we are going to start by first of all identifying who is the enemy. Is it the bank? Is it the debt itself? Or is it maybe how we think? Because if we've been labeled, then that's a good place to start. And how we start and where we start so that we can get immediate benefits is what we're going to do today. And yes, I did say immediate benefits to rise above the burden of debt. This week we're starting a series of four episodes on an ebook called Make Debt Your Friend, Getting Out from Underneath the Weight by Addressing the Elephant. The elephant, of course, is that we are all in this credit world. That means that we have to understand the credit system in order to rise above the debt. We're going to reframe how we see that whole world of debt in order to be inspired and to be proactive and to tap into that creative power of God to, to not just wage war on it, but to actually eradicate it from our lives and still understand the credit tools. Now I'm sitting here, I'm wearing army fatigues as a representation of, yes, this is war. But the war isn't how we have necessarily been taught. The war is that we have some credit tools available to us and how we think about that is where we start. We're going to take a look at maybe some outdated tools some outdated thinking and understand that the world changes constantly. So as we move through this, this is uh, content that is supported by the Make Debt Your Friend book. And there are some other supplementary materials that are all bundled together. So I'm going to tell you now that you want to go visit faithforfinances.com, check out the episodes page and look at the bundle called God's Path to Financial Freedom, where there are seven key resources in order to help you reach a breakthrough. And if you reference the KITV promo code, then you'll also get 50% off on that bundle. So let's take a look at redefining debt, seeing a new vision, making debt your slave, so that you can be bold and not fold when you're faced with credit decisions and really about living above your means to uh, in a debt-free environment and debt-free doesn't necessarily mean that debt needs to be zero so stay tuned this is the first of four episodes let me start off with a a story how is it that that we started to 
reframe and rethink. And if, you're, if you've been labeled an overspender, or if your whole life somebody says, well, you're not very good with finances, then how does that impact you? Because maybe this debt is just a symptom of a mindset. And certainly we have no shortage of opinions on debt and credit. And one of the worst things that happens is people don't talk about it. If we don't talk about it, then we don't get the, we don't even have an understanding. Some of the things that people do that I hear all the time, I just go, oh, no, because they reduce their opportunities. They reduce the options that are available. And then it really does lead to weight. And I know people that really should have gone bankrupt, but are too afraid because they, they think it's a moral issue. I know others that should not have, and yet they're being led down that path because it causes such anxiety and such shame that people don't want to talk about it. So this program, Make Debt Your Friend, started with a, a how do you pick a credit card? And uh, we know that, we, we will talk about that, I think it's in the third episode. But how do you pick a credit card? And do you even need a credit card? Do you cut up your credit cards? All of those kinds of things. How do you do what's called a debt snowball? And when do you do a debt snowball? And some of the issues around that, we're going to start to look at that. We won't get into a lot of detail because there's a lot of, it depends when you start to deal with debt and credit. But we'll also look at the profit centers of real estate. We'll look at other people's money. And in the fourth episode, I'll share an example of how $150 a month can be used to control a million dollars worth of real estate. And so make sure that you stay tuned for that. And I'm sure there's lots and lots and lots of questions. So personally, if you've listened to our story or followed along on Faith for Finances, you'll know that my husband and I have walked through some pretty dark financial days. And a lot of people walk through very dark financial days and their marriage doesn't stay intact. A lot of people walk through some pretty dark financial days and it, it leaves a burden of shame. And that right there is an open door I think when we start to talk about it, especially in Christian circles, we have to realize how the community prospers, uh, in, prospers in so many ways, not just finances, how we can encourage each other. How do we support each other through finances? Because if you're afraid to talk about it, that's a bit of an issue. So we have lost a lot of money. We have made a lot of money. We've done a lot of stuff wrong, and yet it's the stuff that we did right that I believe saved our marriage. I think in some ways it probably saved my life. And so that's what I'm going to share from, because through all of that, Jesus is faithful. The Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you and give you the strength and lead you to asking the questions, which will give you some answers and some results beyond what you can think up here. My background is not credit, it's investing. And we have done a lot of things with trading options and businesses and investing because I came from an investment background. So mostly what we're going to share of these next four weeks is seriously street smart stuff. And I'm going to share with this big huge disclaimer that says credit is an extremely powerful tool. 
proceed with caution. And the disclaimer is I'm going to share some stories to trigger some thinking, to trigger some ideas, not as advice, not as an opinion, because what I'm going to share here might have worked a couple of months ago. It's not necessarily going to work a couple of months from now. It's not necessarily going to work for your specific situation or where you live around the world. So let's start off with the ways that I see that the enemy is gaining ground. Because the enemy really is the knowledge gap. That gap that comes as we try to do things on our own. And so how does the enemy come in and take hold? So that if we're going to do battle, we have to understand that shame. Nobody wants anybody to know that you're not doing well. We have um, this whole sense of a moral obligation, and I find this mostly in Christian circles, not as much in secular groups, but the moral obligation that if I have debt, I absolutely must pay it back. And that, that doesn't matter what the circumstances are, because the circumstances could have been quite unusual, and maybe you were actually pouring out. But see, because we've labeled something as bad then that translates into, well, I must be a bad person if I have it, and so I have to prove myself in order to get rid of it. And God gave us an example, though, of debt cancellation in his word. And so we have to, first of all, accept these things. So lots of times people just jump into a, a debt settlement because they are concerned that I just want to make it go away. It's kind of like lottery thinking. And, of course, it's natural to make any kind of pain go away. And what we're going to look at and share and what I'm encouraging you to continue to dive deeper into is how there are efficient and effective ways to make it go away quickly when you follow the path. And of course, today I said, what can you do immediately? The other thing people do, this would be, the, I guess, your fourth point, is they, they just want to sell something. Downsize, cut back, shrink back. Because, obviously, it's that same kind of thinking. Just make it go away, regardless. Pride comes into it. Pride is the really a, a manifestation of shame. Or sometimes partial advice. If you go and see somebody that specializes in bankruptcy, what are they going to advise you to do? If you go to see the person at the bank, they really aren't in a position to help you organize and set up a debt snowball where things are organized and methodical and systematic. They're going to try and bundle things together into a debt consolidation. That's what they have. And so being aware of opinions and resources and levels of expertise. Because opinions, if you go and talk to... If you do talk to somebody and you talk to your, your brother-in-law or somebody that's been through bankruptcy or somebody that has a lot of money, you can end up following a guru that doesn't really have your personal circumstances um, in top of mind. And that's why the money mining method becomes so valuable because it's really about what has God called you to and how do you follow with God being led by the Holy Spirit so that you have the answers first, which then leads you to the questions, which then will lead you to the results. So who is the enemy? Technically, the enemy is anything that will 
pit itself against you and your relationship with God. And so we know that if we are taught to manage money and to just focus on money, that we are being taught to direct our focus onto this small g God of mammon. And so we are to seek God first and all of these things will be added unto us. So right there, we have to recognize that Jesus died to give us life to the full, life abundantly. But the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, we can take that and look at the system and go, well, it's the system's fault. But really, it's how we see that. Because we live in the world, we are all impacted by it, whether we are rich or poor or where we live. I live in Canada, but it doesn't matter if you live in, in Australia or Europe or down in the States or some African nation. Anywhere around the world, we, it's the same God. And the world system has produced systemic poverty even amongst wealthy nations, wealthy people. And in the end, in Revelation 13, we can read that the enemy is going to cause all people to make a choice. So the real enemy isn't necessarily the I mean, it is the system, but how we live in it is the way we think about it. And so the enemy that causes anxiety, fear-based financial planning, rates are going to go up, the stock market is going to go down, you better buy it now because it's an opportunity of a lifetime, you better stock up on this particular um, commodity, buy gold or, or stock up on cash or do this or do that, those things tend to be fear-based. And I'm not saying that any of that is wrong or bad, it's how you make the decisions. How you do anything is how you do everything. And the small things repeated consistently produce the biggest results in the shortest amount of time. We want the strength and the conviction of the Holy Spirit at work within us in, to deal with finances. So worldview training. I taught this stuff, and I know that it teaches limitation. It teaches us to go to work, to stockpile a bunch of money so that we can consume it. So then we can go to work some more, stockpile, consume. Work, save, consume. Work, save, consume. This doesn't work. It's not sustainable. And hope that you have stockpiled enough so that by the end of your life, you don't end up living underneath a bridge. Forget about leaving an inheritance to your children's children. Forget about increasing and multiplying. Those kinds of things are, don't line up with the word of God. So what does God say? What does the world say? How do we bridge the two? So the enemy, anxiety, fear-based, worldview training, fear of man. <gasps> what is somebody going to think? What if somebody finds out that I don't have any money? What if somebody finds out I have debt? Ooh. And yet somehow talking about mortgages is okay. So if a mortgage is okay, what about a car loan? What about credit card debt? What about living on a line of credit? Why have we... People do it all the time, but they don't talk about it. What about misplaced trust? I just got to have a job. I got to have a job. I got to have a job. I need, I need a paycheck. I, if you, there are lots of people that are comfortable with a certain amount of money in the bank. There's other people that are only comfortable with this much money in the bank. So which one? 
it's recognizing where your trust is and where your comfort level is and then to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ so that we can surrender those things greed what is greed well greed somewhere is a God-sized gap greed is a God-sized dream where maybe he's actually leading you towards something but if you judge it as bad judge a desire as bad then you're doing the judging and it can lead to trying to fill that God-sized gap with finances with stuff with purchases and I'm not saying that some of this stuff does not need to have professional help because spending can become addictive there's a quick high that can happen but being aware of it that is the enemy because it's something that God has given you a desire and you've not been able to see a way to get it and so an attempt to fulfill it or cover it up financially can obviously lead to issues fear of success <gasps> what if I can't handle it is another uh, enemy lack of confidence sometimes that is because of comparing to others or this misunderstood idea that finance is complicated and it's just all math and I'm not very good at math some of those things that you tell yourself discouragement complacency not giving it a priority in your life because somehow there's a a religious fear that says if you focus on money that that or you what you want to learn about finances that somehow maybe that's taking you away from God's best for you God has a lot to say about finances there are 2350 specific scriptures on finances and when I read the Bible right from Genesis all the way through to, to Revelation I seem to read with a lens of finances and I can see that it's one of those areas that is constantly leading people astray idolatry it's a knowledge gap and that's where we're filling the gap between what does God say what does the world say and there's a method it's called the money minding method and it expands on the world system so that you can use the world's tools in a way that you're renewing your mind and being transformed to God's patterns God's way of thinking so to not follow the pattern of the world which is limited and decreasing and says consume uh, save and consume so where do we start first of all we need to know the difference God is about increase the world is about decrease the what we have been taught is an asset and a liability a debt is the exact opposite for the banking system we have been taught that money in the bank is a good thing and that a debt is a bad thing to a bank money in the the bank is actually a liability because they have to pay it back to a bank our loans are assets because they produce income the second thing we need to, we need to do to lift the burden immediately is accept the situation if you've got any kind of guilt or condemnation then it start it opens up the gap to the enemy we're all in this we don't have all the answers necessarily but each of us has a specific answer based on the desires and the purposes and the plans that God God has called us to the answers those personal desires are what will give you the strength will what will lead you to pursue God's best 
to pursue his plans so that he can then lead you to the people and the questions and the knowledge. The third thing we do to lift the burden is recognize that answers produce questions. That we don't have to have all the questions right up front. We have to know where we're going. What is our purpose? What is our vision? What is the cost of that vision? That means that everything is directed by God. God first, then people, then money. And that will produce a confidence to help you get curious to just start asking some questions. It's okay to understand finances or to not understand it and then to seek the knowledge because God has a lot to say about it, which means it should be important to us. So how do we get the immediate, immediate relief? The first thing is we recognize that there is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We haven't been given a spirit of fear but of power and, and purpose and love and a sound mind. That we are already blessed in more ways than we can count. So we want to take stock of some of those things. We have the word. God gives us um, the power to produce wealth, to confirm the covenant that he made with our ancestors and then confirmed with the shed blood of his son Jesus. He says that he will do immeasurably more according to that power at work within us. He says that above all else, the prayer is that we prosper and be in good health and that Jesus came to give us life abundantly. There are so many. True prosperity is 52 scriptures that we have compiled that are a great place to start to pray about finances, to just, just take a look and let them wash over you. So number one, where do we get the immediate relief? Know that God is love and he has good plans and purposes for your life and that he says again and again and again and again, fear not, do not be discouraged. And then as you start to, to hold on to that, listen to the messages with, from the financial news or from the bank. Well, rates are going to go up or rates might go down or you better lock in because you might not be able to afford it or you don't want to miss out on an opportunity. Those things produce anxiety. Pay attention to it. Second thing is, where do you stand? You don't need to start with having all of the, the details. You just start with a pen and a paper. You don't need the computer. You don't even need to have complicated math or spreadsheets. You don't have to understand all the terminology. Write down the questions. Be empowered if you hear a word or a phrase that doesn't make sense. Write it down and then ask. Or go to Google. You don't even have to admit that you don't have the, the definition of that. We are empowered, so be empowered to seek the answers. And with that, Start writing, what do you need? When do you need it? Why do you need it? And instead of looking at things as, I've got this and I'm running out, where you're focusing your, direction, your, your attention on not enough, start to look sideways to consider time, the time value of money. It's called a cash flow, not a budget. A budget is really planned expenditures and a program for financing them. Cash flow takes the budget and adds time to it. 
And so the third thing we want to do is inventory where you are. What value do you currently have in your hand? What connections, what ideas, what experiences, what financial resources, what available credit do you have? If you're so afraid of credit that it is producing um, fear and anxiety and you just want to make it go away, you're going to be making decisions from lack that are not going to be inspired. So start with understanding the non-financial value or the value that you have received from access to credit that is represented by the debt. Over what period of time did that come into? Analyze it. You're seeking knowledge and wisdom and God's direction from your current circumstances and that's where he starts to come in and will lead you and guide you. And from that strength of peace, you will start to come up with some questions. And then he can lead you in the way that you should go that's specific for you. So God's, God says, come to him. Jesus said, lay your burdens at his feet because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So to immediately lift the burden, start to get curious, give him the burden, and start interacting and, and taking those thoughts captive and seeing your situation from a fresh, new perspective. So make sure that you visit faithforfinances.com. Go to the episode section and the God's Path for financial freedom and the seven tools to realize a breakthrough are on that episode page. If you reference the promo code KITV, you will get the Make Debt Your Friend resource that is in that bundle, plus the tools for producing cash flows and unlocking these mindsets and the scriptures for prayer and stories and a whole bunch more. It's a process. You don't usually transform your mind in an instant, although we can definitely pray for that. And so, Lord God, I thank you for the new ideas, for the inspiration, for the wisdom, for the blessings that are already in the hands of each and every one of us, the blessings of your word, the blessings of your Holy Spirit, the sacrifice of your son Jesus, the blood of Jesus that gives us that opportunity to come boldly to the throne and to claim that peace and that strength that we may rise above the system that is attempting to, to steal, kill, and destroy, and that we may walk in that power and the authority and the abundance, that we may be a blessing above and not below. Thank you, Lord, for the unlocking of the ideas and that creative energy in those that hear this message. May your love go forward to produce the freedom beyond anything that we can ask or imagine according to your power and your glory and your riches in heaven through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. Tune in next week as we talk about debt be gone now in Jesus' name.